Welcome to the Program Pod. A production from the RCBC Podcast Network that offers a first-hand perspective from an RCBC student, faculty member, and employer. Hello and welcome to the Program Pod, a production of the RCBC Podcast Network, where we take an RCBC program and do a deep dive from three different perspectives, faculty, student, and employer. Thanks for joining the conversation with me, your host, Jay Varga, also an RCBC alum and operating manager and producer of the RCBC Podcast Network. Today, we're talking all things information technology, which means if we encounter any glitches, well, we have the experts here to... Give us a little helping hand. Today, with us, Alison Tagola, an RCBC graduate who's currently employed as a junior system administrator at Connectus while finishing his master's degree in cybersecurity. We have Rich Temple, a chief information officer at Deborah Hart and Lung Center, and Paul Warner, faculty member and program coordinator of RCBC's Information Technologies programs. Gentlemen, welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you. Don't don't be shy. Don't be shy. All right. So as RCBC embraces a student first philosophy, let's just do that and start with our student and uh, his exceptional story today. Alison, please tell us uh, our guests about your journey to RCBC from Mali, which is a country from West Africa to Philadelphia to a career in cybersecurity. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you guys for having me here. I really appreciate the opportunity. And I uh, would like to talk, share about my story a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, so basically, my real name is Alassane Integola. I um, come from uh, West Africa. So I moved to U.S. Uh, around 2014. So when, when I first time came here, I was at CCP, Community College of Philadelphia. I was doing my English uh, ESL classes, uh, English, no, English as a second language. And then uh, I heard about RCBC while I was doing my school. But I was uh, every day. I was going online to look at uh, what, learn what field that I really should fit in, because I was always uh, into technology back in the day, and I was looking for like a like specific major that really something that I really wanted to do, not just like a theory. I want to make sure that I'm actually practicing what I'm doing, so that I can uh, get my hands on, you know, get my hands dirty and then understand more about the technology and what I'm going for as well. Sure. So I decided to look school around and uh, you know. Uh, I heard about RCBC, I heard about many college in New Jersey and Philadelphia surrounding as well. And uh, the reason why I came to RCBC because I had a friend here and he mentioned me about uh, Professor Nagby and, uh, and Professor uh, Paul Warner as well. And uh, Paul, he told me a little bit about Paul that he always pushed students to go forward and, you know, always help students. And uh, his class is very very good and um, not only you learn from it but uh, it helps you to get a job outside of the world you know so it's not only like a fury he show you how to troubleshooting and push it to the end you know it's not right. gonna just give it an answer just <laughs> like that just hey come and take it like yes you can take it sometimes you know it can frustrate when you ask him for help he doesn't help me but <laughs> at, in the beginning I didn't understand but later on then I understand that what he was doing is to he want me to go out there and actually understand because in the real world, it's nobody sitting on the table with you and then share this, you know, take you from step from A to Z. You got to do it yourself, gotta right? Yourself. Right, right. So I heard yeah. that right, though. It's like uh, it was Paul's uh, reputation that drove you all the way from Philly, like literally drove you from Philly to here, to Malibu. To here all the time. So and, and my schedule, I remember it was Tuesday and Thursday and I was coming like sometime four days Wednesday and Friday, no, stay here all day working with Paul and also Professor Nagby as well, and he was helpful as well. I'm, you know, have to mention it. It was uh, it was part of my success, and uh, but I was very tied to Professor Warner. He he was always there for me. I know sometimes you know, the class, even though it wasn't my class, but he would allow me to 
to sit sometime and understand things. Mm-hmm. And uh, after class, when it is available, 30 minutes to one hour, it doesn't matter to me. Like how long it's a travel from Philly to here, I would just always come for because I'm always eager to learn more about it. Right. And usually the, the toughest part is sometimes getting the kids to go to school. And you got, you know, Paul, you got Allison right. coming here. <laughs> He's not supposed to be here. Right. <laughs> you shouldn't pay him to say that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like, Paul, to work with a student such as Allison? It's always a pleasure. And, and one of the things I always say um, is RCBC here, um, I believe in our students. I, I believe everyone has the ability to learn and everyone has the capability to learn. It just takes sometimes the right person, the right environment to get them to that point. And um, for me, um, I started RCBC uh, four years ago. And um, when I started here, there were some challenges, you know, but we worked over those challenges because I always say um, part of my goal and is to follow the vision of RCBC you know, our mission and our vision, and, and that is to be the best and full of help fulfill our students um, with what they need to learn and give them the capabilities and the ability to learn what we could transpire to them so they could transpire that into the real world. And um, with that said, I incorporated a lot of stuff into my classroom um, with the help of the entire RCBC team and um, Alassan, he came in and, and, and he enjoyed some of the, the, the good stuff that that team was able to provide in that classroom. Um, but we have a lot of other students like Alassan and um, we have a list of a lot of students that are getting employed that are doing very well out there. We have a lot of alumni that are doing very well out there. And if you're thinking about a program, um, my goal is to make RCBC the number one cybersecurity school in the state. Um, not just by looking at our program, but also what we deliver. And it's a, obviously it's a growing field too, right? Or and it, yes, it's, it's a growing field. And um, we have Mr. Temple. Um, he has been a tremendous um, asset to us. Um, he has served on our advisory board and, and he actually does a lot of tongue halls with the students, and, and the last tongue hall, their students are still speaking about it after today. Well, speaking, yeah, and Rich, not to cut you off real quick, because I'm going to actually do a little intro for you, because here at the program, Pop, we do like to take that little triangular view of the education with the points, you know, among faculty, students, and of course, employers. So today with us again, as we said, Rich Temple, Chief Information Officer of Deborah Heart and Lung Center. Uh, Rich, Allison said he caught the IT bug at a young age, but when I was talking to you earlier, and we we're kind of getting ready for this to bring you guys onto the show and the program pod here, you had a little bit of a different story getting into cybersecurity. I did. I had, it's, uh, and thank you, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Absolutely. Um, my story is a little bit different. I um, I had I caught the IT bug at a very young age too, and I did a lot. I did things in high school where I would write programs and store them on cassette tapes. Maybe I'm showing my age when I say that. But <laughs> ultimately, when I went to college, I wound up getting an undergraduate degree in political science and a graduate degree in marketing, and, uh, and I graduated with my MBA. I wound up uh, doing healthcare collections. It was sort of a rough time to be looking for work, and I wound up in an attorney's office that collected overdue hospital bills. So that really helped introduce me to the third-party reimbursement world in healthcare, but it was in a very different kind of a way. 
And while I was there, I was taking a couple of side courses and I was able to get connected with a company called Health Management Systems that was looking for young people who could come in and build revenue revenue enhancement systems for hospitals. In other words, being able to form databases of third-party information, Medicare numbers, Medicaid numbers, and provide them to hospitals who didn't have them for those patients and then bill it and then receive a percentage of the proceeds. And that was it. Once I got involved in that, once I was building these computerized systems, there was no turning back. I was all in. <laughs> so I mean, even though my academic training was, I think, significantly different from what one might think in terms of getting into, getting into computers, uh, my journey still got me to that place. And after I worked at that company, I wound up working for another company for a number of years, also still building systems. And then the opportunity presented itself. I got a call out of nowhere saying, uh, hey, Rich, do you know anybody who might be interested in a, a chief information officer position at a hospital up in northern New Jersey? And I'm thinking to myself, um, I think I see somebody in the mirror who might be a little bit interested <laughs> in that. And I said, let me throw my hat in the ring. And before you know it, boom, I got it. So there's a lot of on-the-job training for me with that. That was my first CIO gig. And I think I probably knew a third of what I needed to know out of the box. Another third I was maybe a little shaky on. Another third was all new territory. So... I guess I had to be the quickest study I possibly could be. But again, once you get in, it's, um, we always say healthcare IT is like the Hotel California. You could check out anytime you like, but you could never leave. So that once you're in there, you are in there. Um, so you're right. So good job security then you're saying, right? <laughs> I'd like to think. <laughs> Well, you also do uh, many other things as you serve on the country's uh, workforce or the county's workforce development board, the college IT's advisory board. You've spoken several times to Professor Warner's uh, class. Why is that important to you? Well, I really, lo I really love to be able to give back. I've been in this industry more decades than I want to admit. Um, but uh, people have entrusted, you know, people have um, placed their faith in me and have gone out on a limb for me. So to the extent that I can return that favor as I get older and hopefully wiser, I'm, I'm happy to do that. It's, it's nice to feel like you're being impactful. And I think by working with Professor Warner, by working with the county, by working with students who um, are looking to sort of uh, figure out where they want to take their skills, um, I'm feeling I'm, I'm, like I'm doing that. So it's, it's great for me. I feel very gratified to do it. And I think the program that Professor Warner is running is a, a wonderful program because it is really focused on getting the skills that one needs to be able to get out into the workforce. I mean, it's uh, RCBC may be an academic setting, but it's a whole lot more than just an academic setting. It's an academic setting that has a real focus on real world skills and real world applicability of specific skills that, skills that, get you, that one gets trained on. So okay, I'm happy, to, really, really happy to be part of that. Well, I'm sure Professor Warner uh, loves having you in class. So why do you think, uh, Professor Warner, why do you think it's important to have people such as Rich come to your class and speak to the students? Well, sometimes the students need some reinforcement and they need to see someone um, that is excited about what they do. Right. Because sometimes um, folks think that um, the computer field, it's, it's, it's kind of a boring field. Um, and cybersecurity entails a lot of different things. Um, everything you do on your device, any electronic device, plays a role in cybersecurity. And everyone should know about cybersecurity. And what I normally tell students is that it's nothing to be afraid of. You know, you can join, you know, a class and learn about cybersecurity because once you have your, your, your cell phone in your hand, how do you secure your cell phone? How do you protect your cell phone? 
And Mr. Temple comes in and give a broader view of it because sometimes students just think it's just a technical, cybersecurity is basically technical. It's not just technical. It involves uh, so many different things. There's so many different areas of cybersecurity that a student could go into. And some of our graduates have um, gone into different areas in cybersecurity, like analytics, like auditing, um, compliance. Um, some of them are in the technical side of it. Um, so one of the things, and the other, the, the other good thing about having Mr. Temple is they see someone that is motivated, that's excited, and that's, that's happy about what they're doing. And that person is willing to bring that energy into the classroom. And the students talk about that. You know, so sometimes you're there and you're teaching them about something. Like we were talking about um, hacking and, 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 and bringing down systems in our cybersecurity class. And Mr. Temple came in and he was talking about the same thing that I was teaching in the class. And it's like, wow, it's actually happening out there. So, so that kind of grasped their excitement. And not only that, like I said, up to today, they're talking about those things. They're talking about, wow, all of these things could happen. And it gives them excitement. So now they're telling themselves, there's always going to be a job out there for me because right. of all of these things that are happening out there. Right. Such as actually talking right before the show, the whole thing with uh, Amazon yes, yesterday. Yes, right. Yes. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if you want to share that story real quick, you said one of your, you brought up in your class, right? Yeah. And so one of my students, um, he, he works at Amazon and he, he was telling us that the well, robot. We, I, 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 so, you, so we don't get any legal troubles, right? Too. So we yeah. want to say we think they got hacked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we, we don't know what the situation <laughs> is, but. Um, something yeah. happens. Yeah. Something some, happened. Something happened. And and Amazon's and, web services. And, and he was say, talking about how the robots were going going like crazy in, 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 in the warehouse um, yeah. and they couldn't stop it because all the technology is good that, that, that was in place in it. And, and all of these things include cybersecurity and, and cybersecurity is about risk management, how you assess risk, making sure that you have a, a backup plan if something goes wrong. So it's not just how do you fix something it's how do you protect it? What plan do you have in place? It's a broad range of stuff. And, and following up on that, as Mr. Temple said, um, I want folks out there to know that we actually use industry-based um, material when we do our classes. We, we use a lot of the CompTIA certified material. So we do the CYSA plus, that's what we cover in our class. The pen test plus, that's what we cover in our class. The network plus, that's what we cover in our class. We cover Linux, part of Linux plus, ethical hacking, um, those are the things that we cover in our classes. And like Alasnan said, we have an environment open where students could come in and practice and get the hands-on skills they need so they could transition that into the real world. Right. We have folks coming asking us for students to do internships, right? And this, this most people would say, okay, well, it's just a two-year college. But it's a two-year college that's giving you that head start that you can go out there and get employed and start a career very early. Alassane, yeah. he wants to come back and teach. He wants to come back and teach. He wants to, he wants to yeah. jump on. He, he, wants to come, <laughs> he wants to come back and teach. Yeah. And the reason why he wants to come back and teach, like I always tell my students, sometimes it's good to give back. Yeah. But he realized what we offer here, and he wants to come back and be a part of that. And, and, and that is a good testament, not just to myself, but what we do here at the college and what the program does. And our program has grown considerably. I don't know if I could give the numbers, but we have grown considerably over the years. Um, 
and and we have seen a number of students get employed at, at places like Lockheed, and I have a lot of other places that students get employed here at, and they're very happy. And I just did, uh, uh, I got a call for a background check for another student. I can't disclose where, sure. but it's for the federal government, and um, he soon probably may get employed there, and it's it's a good job. So what I'm trying to say is if you're thinking about it, this is a place you can look at. Right. You know? Awesome. Yes. Uh, I wanted to add something. Sure. I, you know, I appreciate, Paul, you mentioned that um, the two years college that you do in, you know, at the RCBC is give you a hard start, which is very true. I can actually prove that. Because when I finished RCBC, I was able to find my first job in IT. Mm-hmm. You know, I was able to, to start, you know, put my foot in the real world just the two years of experience but students need to know me as a student too like we need to know that um that two years that you sacrifice like it's not only like just coming to school you have to invest your own time in the house as well like anywhere like any field they don't just depend on the teachers to just like come to school just do the job to get a homework done and just go home yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you know, you have to put a time on it. You have to go home, invest, invest a little bit, get your own lab set up in the house and practice. So the two years that I did here, like it was very useful, and I really, you know, thanks to RCBC and thanks to Professor Warner and NACP as well, I was able to get my, you know, my foot in the job. Yeah, and, and two years go by pretty quickly too. It does, you know. Before you, <laughs> you think it's a long time, but it's really it's really not. Right, and I would also look in the mirror, Alison, and say thanks to yourself because yeah. I mean, what I find when I'm looking for people is if there's someone who's really motivated, who's hungry, who wants to learn, who will throw themselves in, who doesn't necessarily adhere to preconceived notions of how things should happen. Those are the kinds of people I'd love to be able to get and people who want to interact with other people because no matter how technical jobs are in the IT space, right. it's a whole lot more than just mere, um, mere technical, mere engineering, mere bits and bytes. I mean, so much of this is addressing the needs of users, is trying to influence the behavior of users so they don't do things that can trigger cybersecurity incidents. So right. how you do that is by building relationships. So being a motivated person, being a positive person, being a can-do person, being a person who enjoys interacting with others is so important for that. Sure. Yes, you do have to have a foundational base of skills. I think there's no getting around that. And I think, you know, in the program that you're that you're in with Professor Warner, you've got those skills, but it's also something where you being you and wanting to get out there and sure. just go the extra yard, people see that and people resonate with that. Right. Well, and, and, and to follow up on that, um, <clears throat> I told the students, you know, in this program, the classroom is your work environment. Treat the classroom like it's your work environment. Absolutely. You're not coming to school. You're coming to work. So when you come in, you treat it like that. So one of the things I promote a lot is teamwork. Um, I do a lot of team assignments in the classroom. And I like to give students the ability to become leaders. Um, part of the challenge with, with students or when you bring students group in is everybody likes to be in their own silo, you know, their own corner. So what, what I do is I put them in teams and they have to collaborate. And then every week, sometimes we change and we say, okay, you're the leader of the team. So you have to lead the team. So what that does, it, it, like Mr. Temples said, you know, it gives them the ability to talk amongst each other, to build teamwork, to, to be able to express themselves with each other. And that sometimes I think goes a long way because now they, they help each other and they carry each other along in class. Those that, are, that are, have challenges, 
they get the help they need from their friends right. within the classroom or within the team. And sometimes, like uh, my last class, um, I had a class there on uh, Tuesday, and uh, we were doing a, a lab. You know, they were doing their final project, which is a hands-on project, and they were all around the room. And at the end of the class, I said, guys, you guys did a great job today. And the entire class started clapping. <laughs> Great feeling. They started clapping. Yeah. You know, they started clapping and there's like, yes, yes, yes. This is what we're here for. Yeah. You know, and, and you cannot put a price or anything on that. You know, that's what we want and that's what we're here to do for our students. Right. Well, again, as a professor, you want to kind of push them a little bit, get them yes. outside of their comfort zone because people, like you said, it's going to help them learn a lot faster and, and harder because you don't know when those, those problems are going to kind of come up again to out there in the in the workforce and you always have to deal with other people so by facilitating those kind of interactions i think that preps them really really well to go out into the real world where they're going to have to deal with other people and not everything is cut and dry or predictable you have to be able to work through getting ideas across the finish line and there there is a a human component to that as well so it's great that they're getting the opportunity to do that so alison did that is it true i mean out there absolutely you know you get to prepare through rcbc's courses and stuff and you're out there doing it now and still continue to try to you know, further education, uh, further education, get for your master's and trying to teach, but RCBC did what it's supposed to do, right? Absolutely. So Rich, you're out there, obviously the IT professional. What impresses you the most here about the IT programs, Professor Warner, you know, and students like Alison? Well, I, th- I think the passion for learning, the passion for teaching, the passion for imparting knowledge is so critical. And I also think that this program is one that is geared toward the real world. This is not an academic exercise. You're not, I mean, it is, but it's not sure. merely an academic exercise. It is not, lear- it's not merely learning the theory of things. It's not having to uh, regurgitate what you may have read in textbooks. This is real world. This is hands-on. And a lot of the work that Professor Warner and the students and the um, other professors in the department are doing is really focused on hands-on real world problems. And so it's more than just reading. It's more than just absorbing knowledge. You're out there and you're applying what you're learning and you're applying it in different kinds of ways. If you look at, I mean, oftentimes you hear about the concept of basic research. And basic research is wonderful because without basic research, you really, you don't have anything to build on. But this is not only basic, but this this is applied. This is like taking what you're learning and applying it in a real world setting where it might not fit absolutely perfectly. So you have to sort of think on your feet and figure out how do you, you know, how, how do you work through those challenges? And I think that's what's so important. I also, I also feel like I said that there are partnerships, uh, really nice partnerships that exist between the college and local employers who have a real need for the kinds of skills that are you know, coming out of this department. And I think there's also an understanding, and I think this is real important, that cybersecurity is more than just bits and bytes, heads on, you know, heads down, staying in your cube, you know, clacking away on your keyboard. There are so many aspects to it. There are compliance aspects. There are being able to make sure that you're creating policies that will reduce the risk of a cyber attack. There are um, components of this that involve incident response and recovery. God forbid you do have an attack. How do you recover from that? How do you get your data back? How do you message the outside community? How do you bring in the right leaders in the organ in the impacted organization to talk among, amongst each other? So there's, there's just so much that goes over and beyond just what people's notions of IT and cybersecurity are that it's just great to see that that's that aspect of it's being taught too. Cybersecurity and IT does, do, do not have to be scary. Right. I think sometimes we are not always welcoming in terms of 
how we present ourselves to the outside world. There are so many acronyms everywhere, letters here, words there, long words that nobody can pronounce. And, <laughs> and, um, but, you know, and that's, I mean, there is some of that, um, but there's so much more to it. And I think you can really, appro- you can approach this kind of a, a profession with a number of different skills that will fit nicely. And I think it also um, is important to note that cybersecurity of all of the employment verticals is the one that's considered to be the most short-staffed in terms of needs for, needs for, employer, needs for employees versus the amount of employees that are out there. So if you do have the skills and you do have the, the desire to get into IT, in particular cybersecurity, uh, your skills will be welcomed because there is an acute shortage. Yeah, and I think it's also, it's, I don't know, for me personally, I always like to be challenged too, and especially in my job. And I feel like this is a, a, a career that constantly keeps challenging you as well. But like like you said, in a passionate way, right? Because technology is constantly evolving too. So you have to learn with the technology, but it'll too. It is never dull. Right. Never, ever dull. And, There's and, always something new. And um, so you don't get bored of it. Right? We, we, <laughs> we do have, um, um, because of COVID, we, we had to pause on it, but um, we do have um, a student research project. Um, we have done a, a several student research projects. What a student research project is, it, it, it is an employer-sponsored project. So it's actually a course that you do. Um, and students would enroll for that course. And Lockheed was our sponsor for all of our student research projects. And um, they were very impressed um, based on the, the team that came because they were there for our students to... Um, when they did the presentation, the final presentation, they were very impressed with what our students actually put forward. And um, one of the groups that actually did the presentation, Lockheed hired several students from there. Um, And our students um, actually won, not won, they actually was given an opportunity to present what they actually did at the SRA project at the hackathon in California. and it was a huge thing because the student actually, they were very excited to know that what they actually were doing was of value. Um, so we do, a, we do partner with employers to help sponsor projects within the classroom that the students actually get to participate with. So that actually brings some real world scenarios and, 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 and labs within the classroom so the students can actually see what's going on out there. So how, and how is that feedback too? How are the students, you know, seeing the feedback from entering the workforce here through our CBC? Well, obviously, we have Alison's success story. Well, they, they, let's put it this way. My students on LinkedIn send me messages to say, how are you doing, Professor? How is everything going? That's great. Um, and we do have our cybersecurity club, which was started. And the students, um, they actually help other students get certified, get their security plus from being part of that cybersecurity club. And that cybersecurity club is growing. Um, so, so we have a lot of activities that we're planning. Um, we are, we're working on getting our CAE, which is our um, Center for Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity, which is sponsored by the NSA. That should be coming soon. Once we get that, my goal for the program and, and, and is to be able to give more access to the program and expose the program in such a way where we are a hub here at RCBC um, for the FBI, the CIA, the Homeland Security, any government agencies or any companies. I would like us to host competitions here, you know, and the students 
will be building the environment for that kind of stuff. You know, so um, we have right now a fully online environment where our students could actually do all their labs remotely online, hands-on. We have an environment set up where the students could actually test. So we have our own Comcast account set up where we have websites that the students could actually go and practice to do practical hacking on those sites. Um, so it's amazing, and they're enjoying it. You know, they're enjoying it because now there's an environment for them to actually do these things, experience these things, and test these things without getting into trouble. Let's put it that way. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> you know, without getting into trouble. Today, 5 so. o'clock, RCBC student hacks FBI. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so without getting into trouble, and, 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 and they're, they're enjoying it. They're right. enjoying it. And, and we're ever-evolving because we have Mr. Temple, we have other individuals on our advisory board that is there to help and to guide us in terms of what's out there. So we incorporate a, a lot of what they, they, they tell us and what they see out there, we incorporate it into our curriculum. So the students are getting what is out there. Right. Okay. And that's why we have adopted the materials that would give them what's out there. So when they finish a pen test course, they could actually go and say, hey, I'm gonna like to take the certification. So partnering with, with, with um, WDI, um, we are Comte Academy here at the school. RTBC is a Comte Academy via WDI. Um, they could get discount vouchers for our students. So there's, there's a lot going on that is out there, but we just need people to know and get it out there so when they decide, hey, look, RCBC is where I need to be, we have all the resources that could help them to get them to where they need to go. Soon, not to go, I'll get to you in one second, Rich, but as, as I said, as soon as we also have uh, Alison coming on board too, to be ready to teach some of that, some of that experience, Rich. Oh, no, I wanted to build on what uh, Paul had said sure. um, because there are deep partnerships with major employers in the area and you know, going outside of Paul's department, I mean, there is a workforce development institute here at RCBC that, that their whole reason for existence is to help people help place people in jobs and they were so the I mean so the department works closely with uh, with that group and that group in turn works very closely with the county workforce development board so RCBC is very plugged in in terms of what the needs are in the community and being able to outreach both to employers and to employees about filling those needs yep. and and um, going going piggybacking on that um, one of the things we did we had a um, a town hall. Um, um, it was last last semester, and Alison was part of one of the hosts on the town hall. The Facebook uh, town hall we're doing. Um, it was a virtual town hall. Yeah, it, the it, Facebook it, Live. Not Just the Facebook Live. It's it's one that we did for the cybersecurity oh, okay. and My for bad. past yeah. students. Mm -hmm. That's okay. And um, it was all it was mostly students based. So one of the things I'm, I'm encouraging is for students to share their experience. Um, I just don't want to. Just say what we do. But if sure. the students, the students are our best testimony. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so I had four students on there and they talked about their experience at the college. And um, for example, one of the things we also did, we talked about the three plus one program, the two plus two program with Rowan. Um, Alison did go to Wilmington. Um, so what I want students to know is that if they want an opportunity beyond RCBC, we have our three plus one program. I also tell students we're not plugged into the three, but we don't want if everybody don't want to go there. That's okay. So Alassane went to Wilmington University, and that's that's where he got his um, bachelor's degree. So um, one of the things I want people to know is that we're not just okay a one-stop school just for your associate degree. 
if you want to go on, we do have a three plus one program. Uh, we do have a two plus two program. And if you decide to go, we have we have partnership also with Wilmington. Wilmington have an office downstairs in 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 the building in the Student Success Center building. So there's a lot of opportunities beyond RCBC if you're thinking about furthering education. And I've wrote um, recommendations for at least eight students that are actually doing their master's. Some have completed their master's degree. So I follow myself and, and Professor Nagby and Professor Simber. We follow the students sometimes all the way throughout their career. And then we keep in contact with them on LinkedIn. So part of what we're doing also is bringing back students like Alassane is here today to share their experience so folks out there know that we're not just a school, we're not just talking about it's what just we do. It's a lecture. Right? You know what I mean? Yep. We mean what we do. And the results are in the students. Yep. And that's, a, that's another reason why I'm trying to get this podcast off the ground and running, you know, is the program pod so we can highlight uh, students such as Alison, uh, faculty members such as yourself, Paul, as well as employers such as Rich because of that, you know, that just uh, that triangular effect, right? The, the education, the, the teaching of it, and then, of course, getting into the workforce and, you know, trying to make a career and a living out of it. But so uh, and th- before we wrap this up, uh, Alison, I'm, I'm a prospective student, right? Whether I'm young or old, what would you say to me, you know, if I'm, I'm I don't, I'm kind of lost in life and I'm thinking about going into information technology. Like you kind of talked about it, you know, the reason why you end up going there because of, uh, you know, your friends recommended Professor Warner, but why would, why choose information technology and, and RCBC? Sure. Uh, so basically the reason why I go for IT is uh, back in the day when I was a kid, uh, my dad uh, had bought me a small laptop. That's back to 2000 something. So I like the interface about it. So I was always messing around with it, but my dad was always taking the computer to the computer shop because you know I was playing with it a lot, and uh, you know I you know I got very excited and uh, the interface and the stuff that I can do. I was putting some games on it and uh, you know check it out and uh, take it from there. So actually, my parents wanted me to go to chemistry to become become an engineer on that because I used to be uh, I used to be good on those some some time, but. Uh, that wasn't really my plan. And like, I always wanted to be like in the IT field, the technology, because the broad is too big. Like it's not only one thing and it's all always challenging. So it's not like just today, you're just gonna do that. Okay, you're done. No, you might do the same thing 10 times and have it 10 times different error too. So it's always challenging. So that's the cool thing about IT. Like you're always gonna have to do something different to make it better, always. And um. That the reason why I came to RCBC uh, because I heard about Professor uh, Warner, yep. the, how he helps students and how he helps students uh, succeed even outside of uh, RCBC. So that's the main reason why I came to RCBC, and uh, I really appreciate. Uh, thanks to RCBC, I'm here. I'm here today, and I'm working as a junior uh, system administrator. Thanks to Paul, thanks to RCBC, and thanks to Professor Nagby as well. And um, like I know Paul has mentioned, uh, if student here from professor they just it's just gonna kind of boring but when they hear from their own student like it's kind of different because they know like the professor are saying they're not wrong what they say is what's actually happening out there like i'm a student myself yep. and uh, if i i can help all the students to succeed i would definitely do it you know because uh, i'm here today and you know i got my career career path you know i got help had some help from professor and i want to share my story i want to help those students like it's something if you want to go for it like in any field something that you want to go for it you just gotta do it you don't have to 
wait for someone to actually you know do this do that for you no you want something in life you have to go for it and also it doesn't just don't just come to school just for learning do the school work like i mentioned earlier yep. you have to invest the time on it you know te- especially technology is very challenging it's very broad like it's, it's a lot like they said hard work pays off right it, exactly <laughs> <laughs> and, and and um just to piggyback on that you know um Alison's story is unique um we had our valedictorian, um, Shanine. Her story is unique. We have Hannah. Her story was unique. We have a lot of students with unique stories. And one of the things I say is, um, I know Alison is, is be, be being kind of modest, but um, he's also a, a, a new homeowner. Ah, congrats. Wow, thank you. <laughs> you know, so so what, I t- what I tell students is, is um, look at a lot of the IT people that you know. And ask yourself a question, and most of them are always smiling. Look at what they have. Look at what they've accomplished. All right. Um, so, so you may look at the field, and most people get into IT, and they say, oh, I'm going into IT because I love it or I want to make money. Mm-hmm. But I know personally um, my spouse, right, medical field for years, um, has transitioned from medical to IT, and now tells me I should have done this a long time ago, you know. And and that's just a couple of stories. That's that's personal to me. So what I'm trying to say is, it's there's a lot of fields out there. Yeah. But because there's always something new, something happening, you, you you're always out there trying to do something different, you know. And and if you're thinking about it, you know, I will welcome you to come and check out what RCBC has, you know. You're out there. You have me thinking about my career now. <laughs> uh, before we wrap it up, Richie, you want to add anything? Like I said, I, I think the world of this program, and it's nice to know that in our backyard, we have such a talent pool that we could we could draw on for a number of things, not just IT. Sure. So I, I, like, I really like the fact that RCBC does train people for the real world and invests in them afterwards. Like uh, Paul said, like Alassane said, it's not, it's not like you've got a professor, you take your class, you take your final, and out you go. I mean, there's a commitment that goes well beyond that, and that really is special. Well, gentlemen, I thank you, uh, you know, for coming on the show and sharing your stories, and it's uh, always amazing to hear, and I look forward to you know, maybe speaking to you in the future, or again, when Halsan comes back here to teach at RCBC, you can be on the other side. We'll get one of your students, <laughs> you know, and a, uh, another professor. But uh, as you know, you've been, again, you've been listening to the RCBC program pod. And if you want to learn more about the RCBC programs here we have on campus or even online, you can visit rcbc.edu. And be sure to subscribe to the program pod wherever it is that you listen to your podcast as we're now on Spotify, iTunes, uh, all over the place, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Again, wherever you go to listen, just hit that little subscribe button and you can get the uh, updated episodes when we uh, go to upload them right just as easy as that so again this has been jay varga your host hanging out here with our information technology cybersecurity uh family some friends but uh student alison tagola again rich temple chief information officer of the Bora heart lung center and of course paul warner our faculty member and program coordinator for rcbc's information technologies program gentlemen again thanks for coming on the show you good? Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Have a good one.